Hey guys, and welcome to episode zero of Grounded with Flight Attendant Show. What is episode zero? Episode zero is the episode where I get to just talk to you one-on-one and I get to tell you what you're going to expect out of this podcast. It's not just going to be airline peeps on the show. It's going to be so many different people, airline peeps, non-airline peeps, people who have probably never flown. I definitely need to talk to somebody who's never been on an airplane before. But before I get started, I want to thank Sarah Ford, my cousin-in-law, for creating the intro music. Listen to this. It's amazing. Thank you, Sarah. You can find Sarah on Spotify, Sarah Ford, F-O-R-D. She's on Instagram. She's on Facebook. She's a very, very talented musician, ladies and gentlemen. And when I asked her to do the music for the podcast, I said, hey, listen, I want something that, you know, I am such an 80s kid. I am an 80s. I still think the 80s, like most of you probably, were like five years ago. I listen to 80s music like it just came out. 80s on 8 on um, Sirius XM Radio, my favorite thing in the world. So I said, I want something Madonna-y or like something synthesizer, Madonna, think of the beginning of Into the Groove or possibly Like a Virgin. And it was like she pulled it out of my brain and I love it so much. So thank you, Sarah. I really appreciate that. Now, some of you may know, some of you may have read my books, check out the blog, follow me on social media. You also may know me from a podcast I did for two seasons. Um, And if you don't, it was called Confessions on the Fly with LJ and Flight Attendant Joe. And if you don't, maybe this will ring your bell. Ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to welcome you aboard. We kindly ask that you fasten your seatbelt. And eat your fucking nuts. This is Confessions on the Fly with... LJ. And Flight Attendant Joe. Now, um, does that ring a bell? Like, do you guys remember that? Confessions on the Fly with LJ and Flight Attendant Joe. We did that for two seasons. And I only set up, I only agreed to do two seasons because at the time I lived in the Bay Area, San Francisco, and we recorded and videotaped down in Hollywood, Burbank. And if you know me and if you've ever listened to the podcast with LJ and I, I fucking hate Los Angeles. I hate flying there. I hate being in a car there. I don't like anything about LA, anything. I don't, yeah, I guess my point has been made. I don't like LA. And um, so flying there was, I used to complain, I I probably drove LJ crazy because I'd get in her car and she drives horribly. But And in LA, so it was a lot. But I did two seasons and we had so much fun. And um, I never wanted to do a podcast. You know, LJ and I met about five years ago. We instantly hooked, we instantly hooked up. (laughs) No, she wishes. Um, If she's listening, hi, LJ, I love you. Um, We instantly connected. She's an actor, I'm a writer, and we got busy and we wrote a TV show and it's called now boarding. And if you're a producer and you want to make a TV show, we've got you covered. So email me joe at flightattendantjoe.com, but it's not network television. I mean, we could take out the bad words, but if you know me, I don't write TV for network television. I'm like a Netflix, Hulu, FX after 10 PM kind of guy. But she said to me, we should do a podcast. And I was like, Oh God, I don't want to do a podcast. I've never been one to, I've never wanted to do a podcast because the podcast 
It's just saturated. Everyone's doing a podcast. Everyone's, I think if I allowed it, my cat would do a podcast. He'd probably, he'd probably be a great host. Um, but I never wanted to do a podcast. Even my husband, Matt would say, are you going to ever do a pod? No, I don't. There's like 60,000 plus podcasts out there. Nobody wants to hear what I have to say, but we did it. And I got bit by the podcast bug. So like around like September of 2019, I said, oh, you know what? I think I'm going to start a podcast, but what am I going to do? I don't want to just talk. I just don't want to be, I just don't want to talk into a microphone. Nobody wants to listen to me for 45 minutes, but I could have guests on. And I don't know if you know, I'm pretty fucking nosy. If you're working with me on the airplane, there's, and if you just happen to say like, oh, my mom's giving me such a hard time. By the end of the flight, I'm going to know your mom's birthday. I'm going to know everything about your parents. I'm going to know where you're from, your religion, everything. I am a nosy bitch. And what better to host an interview podcast than a nosy bitch? So that's why I'm doing this. So we're not going to just tap we, I say we like there's more than one person. I'm not just going to have airline people on. There's podcasts that do that. I set out, I want to talk to everyone. I want to talk to airline people about non-airline things. I want to talk to non-airline people about airline things or non-airline things. I have a robust list of robust. Wow. That's a great word. Robust list of potential guests. Um, I would say I have about 50 people on a list that I want to talk to on my podcast. I would say maybe like seven of them know about it and 43 don't. So I'm sure they will say yes, because who doesn't want to come and talk to me, right? So, um, so that's, that's, that's what Grounded is going to be about. Grounded with Flight Attendant Joe is just going to be an interview podcast where we talk about shit because life gets turbulent and we're going to talk about it. Also, today is my 12th anniversary as a flight attendant. Today, January 9th, today's January 9th, 2020. It is my, I have been a flight attendant for 12, 12 years ago today, on this day, I drug my shit into a hotel and didn't know what was going to happen. I had no clue. And 12 years later, I've still employed there. God. I'm waiting for them to knock on the door and say, we know your flight attendant, Joe, and I need your ID. And then they're going to have to chase me around the street because I'm not giving that shit up that easy. I'm going to give my ID up when I'm ready. Um, but yeah, 12 years. In 12 years, I've met people that I'm, I've met friends that I will have for life. I have gone around the world. I have traveled to places I never thought I would ever travel to. You know, when I was 10, I... Um, my dream was to go to Australia. I just thought Australia is like another planet. It's so far away. I'm never going to get there. And I've been to Australia twice. So this job has not only provided me travel and excitement and friends for life, but it's allowed me to write three books. It's allowed me to do a podcast called Confessions on the Fly. It's allowed me to start this podcast. I've been blogging for 10 plus years. I was on Vice's How to Treat Flight Attendants According to Flight Attendants. None of these things would have happened without the airline industry. So shout out to the airline industry. You drive me fucking crazy. You stress me out. I've probably drank way too much in the last 12 years. But at the end of the day, if it wasn't for you hiring me that day, back in December of 07, 
who knows what I'd be doing right now. Well, I was a nurse, so I'd probably still be doing that. But I kind of wanted to make it like, if you, if the airlines didn't save me, I'd be sleeping out on the street. But that's not true. But yeah, 12 years of struggle. And if you read my last book, I'm Just Here for the Layovers, you'll know that um, the entire book is my journey about trying to find, trying to hold on to a string of something that I like about my job. Because for the past, I would say three or four years, I have not really enjoyed being a flight attendant. It's not, I don't really have passion about it. It doesn't bring me joy. And I say that a lot at home. I say, you know, it's fine. I go there when I'm there. I do a fantastic job with the passengers. They'll never know I am not passionate about this job, but it just doesn't bring me joy. And any flight attendants listening to this, they're probably, you know, there's some that are like, no, I love it so much, but there's a, probably a lot that are like, I can't stand it, but what am I going to do? Go work at Seven Eleven. Not that there's anything wrong with Seven Eleven, but at this point in the game, I'm not going to go work at Seven Eleven. Um, so in my book, I'm just here for the layovers. I talked a lot about, if you read it, it's, it's in a journal form and it's just my struggles with, I hate my job. What am I going to do? And throughout the journey of the book, you realize, I find out that, oh, there's, you know what? I don't hate the job. I hate a lot of aspects of the job, but the job job of me being on an airplane with a cart, talking to people and laughing with people and handing them beverages and laying over and going out and drinking with the crew. That's amazing. I love that part. I don't like being delayed for seven hours and then getting dry fucked by crew scheduling because they don't know what they're doing. That I don't like to do, but everything else I love. But in the intro to my book, I wrote this. I guarantee there will be flight attendants who read this book and disagree with my description of life in the airline industry. There are flight attendants who love their job. Corner them and they'll describe spending six hours at the airport on a delay with no hotel as an adventure. They believe waiting an hour for a hotel room on a short 10-hour layover allows them to appreciate when they are assigned a hotel room in five minutes. They smile when passengers order coffee on a 30-minute flight and injure their backs lifting 50-pound suitcases for someone half their age. They are enchanted by the idea of being a flight attendant. You will quickly realize that I am not. I may not even like being a flight attendant anymore. In fact, I may hate it, which makes sense because I'm just here for the layovers. And that's from the intro of my, I'm just here for the layover. So today on my 12th anniversary, I said, oh, of course it's January 9th. I said, you know what? I'm going to do something positive. I'm going to think, I'm going to not think anything negative about my airline industry. I'm going to go on Instagram and I'm going to share a whole bunch of photos throughout the years of my layovers and, and what this job has allowed me to do. And now, because I've done that and I took out the negativity and I just focused on the positives about being a flight attendant. I'm very grateful for these opportunities. So sometimes we have to do that in life, right? If we're really thinking all the negative, because it's so easy to be negative. It's so easy to be negative. And you just turn on the news, open up a newspaper, go on social media, go on Twitter. I'm not on Twitter anymore. Don't try to find me. Um, so easy to be negative. So I was like, today, it's my 12th anniversary. I've topped out. I will get no more raises unless the contract gives me one. That's a negative, but I've never had that happen. Like any jobs you usually have, you never think I'm never going to get any more raises. But in this industry, you do. 
So instead of thinking about all that, I thought, I'm going to be positive. I'm going to think about every great thing that's happened to me. And after I did that, I said, I'm going to do a podcast episode now, and I'm going to call it episode zero, and I'm just going to talk to people, and I'm just going to let them know how I feel and let them know what they should expect. So yeah, 12th year. So if anyone is listening who was in my initial class, I can't mention airlines. You know, I'll never mention any airlines on the podcast or guests airlines. If they were, if they want to share, that's fine, but I'm never going to ask. But if you were from my class and you're celebrating 12 years today, we made it. We topped out. A lot of you get topped out on layovers, but (laughs) I just can't help myself. But we topped out. We've made it. Now we have a big target on our back because we're making so much money that people who just started who are making like $20 an hour can do our job and probably do it better. So sleep with that at night. (laughs) That's funny. So when I did this episode, and as you could see, I'm playing with music, I'm touching things. I have this Rodecaster Pro. It's a soundboard. It's the greatest thing that's ever been made because I am technologically impaired. Uh, when my phone, like if you have a um, an Android, I have an Android phone. So for you iPhone people, you're probably like, I'm never going to listen to this episode. I'm never going to listen to this podcast again. I want a refund on his books because he doesn't have an iPhone. Yeah, I, don't. I have an Apple Mac, but... I have a Google Pixel phone. So I said, so when I decided to do this episode, I was like, let me go out there and ask some questions. So I got some, I didn't get as many as I wanted, but that's okay because it keeps this shorter. Um, But I did get some um, questions. I got two questions from Instagram. So one was by, let me flip my piece of paper here. One was by um, Ariana. I think that's her name. And if it's wrong, I apologize. She wrote, why didn't you take the early retirement? Are you a glutton for punishment? So let me explain. Um, Me talking about how much I had to struggle to find why I liked my job and go, blah, blah, blah. Um, Bada bing, bada boom. I have this vision that I'm going to retire on January 9th, 2023. My airline, they offer... Um, Fult, did you hear that? I just burped. They offer lifetime flight benefits. If you've worked at least 10 years plus your age equals 65, you get lifetime flight benefits. So for me, that'll be on January 9th, 2023. I will have been here 15 years at the airline. I will be 50 and equals 65 and I can fly for free. That's all I want. That is what I'm holding out for. So last year in October, the airline sent out an email and they said, hey, early retirement for anyone, if your department can handle losing you, 10 years or more, you have to at least work 10 years, plus your age, if it equals 55, you can retire early. Your last day will be December 31st, 2019. I threw myself out of the bed. When I read that email, I said to my husband, oh my God, I can retire early. I can get out of here. I can leave now with my lifetime. I don't have to wait three years because I'll be honest. I don't know if I could be a flight attendant forever. Yeah, it's fun. And, and, but I don't like packing a bag. I hate going to the airport. I hate sitting at the airport waiting on a commute flight. I don't like any of that. And as I get older, I ask myself, how long can I do that? I, yes, there's, there's, 70 and 75 year old flight attendants out there that are like, I'm going to retire until I die in the galley. Well, I hope I'm not working with you, but 
Because if I have to pull out the AED for a fellow crew member, I'm going to be so upset. But at some point, I'm going to have to leave this and do something else. And when we're in a job that maybe we do or don't like, we don't go find something else because we're comfortable. It's like being in a relationship. Say you're, you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend and they're not, they don't, they don't bring you that much joy, but I mean, uh, then I'm going to have to go out on a date. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to meet, I'm going to have to go through all these questions again. I might as well just stay in this relationship, but it's the same with work. It's like, oh, I could go find it. Uh, do I want to interview? Oh God. I, do, I haven't looked at my resume in 12 years. So I thought, oh my goodness, if I leave, if I retire early, that's going to push me to do something different. That's a new chapter, whether it's going back to school, um, you know, focusing more on my writing, which is probably what it would have been. Maybe I want to write for newspaper. Like this is, this is the jumping off point. Um, so I did a pros and cons. And of course my husband was like, do whatever you want. So I did a pros and cons and, um, after the end of that, which I think you should do for any big changes, you should write down like what is good from this and what is bad. Don't just make hasty decisions. And at the end of the day, I realized I'm not ready to leave. I still have three years um, until my goal of retiring. And something in my gut was just telling me it's not time to retire. So I did not. And of course, my first trip back after that decision um, we were like seven hours delayed. And I was like, why the fuck didn't I retire? So I'll probably be saying that for the next three years, every time, like I run out of diet Cokes, why the fuck didn't I retire? Instead of why didn't they give me more diet Cokes or better yet? Why are you bitches drinking so much diet Coke? So that's why. And why am I glutton for punishment? Because I'm a flight attendant. Um, Jen Gonzalez asked, <laughs> When are you going to impregnate me? Jen Gonzalez, you are absolutely ridiculous. I personally want to know when are you going to impregnate me? I've been waiting. Jen Gonzalez is a very funny comedian. She's in LA. And um, I met her in the Bay Area. We were doing stand-up. I did my set. I was with a couple friends. She did her set. Very hilarious. Goes to my friend and says, you were really funny. He didn't even go up on the stage. So my question to you, Jen, is... Did you even pay attention to me when I was on stage? Because you went to my friend, who's as equally handsome as me, of course, but congratulated him. And he was like, um, I think you're talking about Joe. But I do love her, and she's hilarious. And whenever you're ready to rekindle, she's going to be on the show. And then I'm sure the entire show is going to be talking about how she wants me to impregnate her. So you'll, you'll probably enjoy that. Um, those were the two questions I got on Instagram. Um, I got a few more on Facebook. Um, Amy asked me two questions. She said, what's the weirdest thing you've had left behind on the aircraft? So I had to dig deep for this one because I've had a lot of weird things. I haven't had like dildos or condoms or breast pumps. But one time, like seven or eight years ago, I had parents walk off the plane and leave their infant in the car seat. And I remember I was the lead flight attendant. And I was like, whoa, is this kid mine now? Like, uh, did I just adopt this baby on a layover in San Juan? I mean, do I have to bring this kid with me to the hotel? This is going to be awkward because the baby was like five months old. So we chased the parents down. They were already like at the, the gate. And we were like, yo, uh, you left something in the airplane. Oh, no, we have all our bags. No, no, no. <sighs> 
you left a human being. Oh my, they were shocked. They acted shocked. I think that was their plan. I think they just wanted to enjoy San Juan without their baby and thought, well, we'll be back in four days. Not today, ma'am. Not going to be adopting no babies. So yeah, that's probably the weirdest thing that was left behind. Thankfully, we got it back. It. God, you could tell I have no children, right? We got the child, the infant, the innocent human being back to their parents. She had another question. Um, Amy, she asked, have you ever caught a couple shagging around? Shagging. Now, (laughs) I love that she used that word. She must be British. And if she's not, she's cool. Um, Shagging for you people who don't have never heard the term or have never watched Austin Powers and the spy who shagged me, shagging means fucking. It means doing the deed. It means getting down and getting nasty. Now, Amy, I have never had anyone shagging on my flights that I know of. Now, you know, I have to walk through the airplane every 15, 20 minutes, but I mean, I can get off in like five minutes. So who knows what I've missed while I'm in the back galley reading a book. I have had to ask people to put their tongues away because for some reason, I always get the people who want to fuck on the plane, but no, they can't. So they just make out to where their tongues are just wetting. Like at some point I'm like, I'm running out of napkins because you guys are just getting everything disgustingly wet. Put your tongue away. But I've never had to tell somebody like, put your titties away or please stop giving that man a hand job. No, I'm not giving you any more towels or blankets because you can't build a, a fort so you can shag. That's never happened to me. I think it's happened to people that I know though. And I wouldn't even, I, now here's, here's a good, here's the better question. Would I stop them? I would probably just say, when you're done, (laughs) could you please not make sure there's a mess? Of course, if there's no children around. No, I would tell them, what are you doing? You've got to stop. You can't, if I'm not getting off, you're not getting off. Period. Exclamation mark. Uh, (laughs) ridiculous. Uh, Mary asks on Facebook, what's your best crazy flight attendant moment story? Every flight attendant has one. Mary, I'm going to direct you to the Flight Attendant Joe series because I've written over a thousand published pages in three books regarding all my flight attendant crazy stories. Um, They're documented. They're in ink. I don't even have to tell them to you. You can go on Amazon, iTunes, Nook, and Kobo and read about them. But because I want to be kind, I'm going to share with you probably the craziest story. And it's in my first book, Fasten Your Seatbelts and Eat Your Fucking Nuts. And it's called a chapter called Operation Tomato Ass, where a woman and her friend were traveling on a short flight. Um, If my memory serves me, it was San Diego to Las Vegas. They were going, they were going to have fun. They were ready to party. I was trying to do service in like 40 minutes. So they ordered, she ordered a Bloody Mary. And within a few moments, when I was up in the galley, I heard this stampeding coming towards me. I was like, what the hell is going on? And when I looked down the aisle, she was running towards me. And I noticed that she had spilled the Bloody Mary juice all over her pants. And not just on her pants, ladies and gentlemen, in her crotch, right where the baby maker is. And I was like, I don't know. And she said, please help me. You have to help me. These are my only jeans and they cost $300. And I was like, honey, they don't sell $300 jeans at Walmart. So stop lying. And I was handing her napkins and I was like, get it. You know, I opened the lav door for her. I was like, get in there, get in there. And she's like, no, I can't reach. Well, that made sense. I'm not trying to fat shame anybody, but she was thick. 
So I was like, she's like, I can't reach. I was like, well, I don't know what to tell you. I, and she's like, oh, you need to help me, please, please. And I was like, don't you have someone like, don't, where, where's your friend? Her friend was like three Heinekens in already. So she wasn't doing anything. And I looked and everyone was watching. And I was like, what am I going to do? This is going to be on Twitter and Facebook. This Somebody's taking a video of this. What am I going to do? But because I was born with the customer service gene, I said, all right. So I put, took my glasses off because I, I was like, when I go down there, my glasses are going to steam up. So I took my glasses off. I wiped my forehead because I was already sweating. And I got on my knees and I pushed her into the lav where her waist up was in the lav and her waist down was in the galley. And I proceeded to wipe tomato juice off the crack of her ass. Because it wasn't just in the baby maker, it was in the ass and it was on the cheeks. I thought at one point, I, I was like, how many bloody Mary mixes did I give you, ma'am? Because I believe I only gave you one, but this looks like it was a case. Like you just opened up a case of bloody Mary mix, poured it on your crotch so I would wipe it off. So, um, Mary, that is the craziest moment. And if you want more details, which I'm sure you do, you can purchase Fasten Your Seatbelts and Eat Your Fucking Nuts. The ebook is $4.99. I mean, it's cheap. Uh, let's see. Isabel. Oh, Isabel. She wrote, hi, Joe. You're awesome. Oh, I love you, Isabel. I know I am. Do you have any memorable things, good or bad, happened during your first year as a flight attendant? Um... I had to, I had to think about that one too, cause it's been 12 years. And I, I believe the, the worst thing that happened to me in my first year was I was put on disciplinary action for dependability for calling in. I called in sick too much. Now, before I was a flight attendant, I was a nurse and the first year I was a nurse in 1997, I called in a lot. I, because my body had to get used to all the germs and blah, blah, blah. And you know, people, and people were literally throwing up on me when I was a, a nurse. They don't throw up on me on the plane, but I, you know, you're on the plane, you're in this too. People are, people will hand you their snot rags. They'll, you wouldn't imagine people just hand you like, oh no, thank you for the dirty fucking diaper you're handing to me in my hand. So I got sick a lot. So I got called into my supervisor's office and the conversation started with, I sat down and he said, Joseph, Joseph, Joseph. And then he didn't speak. And I thought, am I supposed to talk? And he said, you know, I don't think this job is for you. And I was appalled because I thought, wait a minute, the way you're talking to me, I don't think being a supervisor is for you. But I didn't say that because I was afraid I was going to get fired. So I was trying to be on my best behavior. But I do remember I was playing, a, he had a pair of scissors on the desk and I picked them up the moment he said that. The moment he said, you're going on disciplinary action for six months. I picked up a pair of scissors and I started fiddling with them because I was nervous. Like I was like, oh my God, I'm going to get fired. I've, oh, I can't get fired. I'm 37. And um, I remember him taking the scissors from me and putting away. He thought I was going to stab him. And I'm not going to lie. If that bitch would have fired me, I would have been like, well, what else am I going to do? Stab. Um, but I got put on disciplinary action for calling in sick. And um, of course I got off it. Eventually I became a supervisor. I was on the standard advisory team, which helped write work rules for my, for the flight attendants. So this is a lesson for y'all out there, whether you're flight attendants or your gate agents, or you work at Starbucks or whatever, just because you get put on some type of disciplinary action doesn't mean your career is over. Doesn't mean your life is over. Doesn't mean you're getting fired. What it means is smarten the fuck up, fix your shit, or you're going to get fired. Um, 
So if you're working for someone and you're always late and they put you on a disciplinary action and they say, I need you to stop being late. And in 30 days, you're late 19. Your boss did not fire you. Don't come up with the victim shit. Don't come, well, my babies and my, no, 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 no. This is your job. And you take your responsibility. So remember this, 99.9% of the time, it's not the company that fires you. It's you. You fire yourself for doing stupid shit. Let that be a lesson that just because something bad may happen to you early on in your career, you can bounce back from it and you can actually become successful. So that's it. Those were all the questions that I was given. And we're at the 30-minute mark, so this is perfect. So yes, guys, thank you guys. I hope you subscribe to the podcast. I hope you listen to it. I hope you tell your friends about it. Tell your friends, tell your family, airline people, non-airline people. Grounded with Flight Attendant Joe debuts January 14th. My first guests are Terry and Sherry James from the podcast Gang of Two. And like I said earlier, Terry basically created this entire podcast. So thank you for that. And um, we'll see you then. All right. Have a great day, guys. I'm going to go out and celebrate my anniversary tonight. That's about it. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed this week's episode of Grounded with Flight Attendant Joe, please subscribe to the podcast. You'll get alerts when new episodes air. Also check out Flight Attendant Joe on Facebook and Instagram. And if you still haven't had enough of me, (laughs) check out the blog at www.flightattendantjoe.com.